In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting and Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's October 5th, 2012, and you're listening to episode 56 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. And I'm Lauren. And we're at my house, and Lauren's doing some heavy drinking after watching the season finale of the first season of Sherlock. It's not fair, I just want to know what happens next. <laughs> well, you know, it's so not like I don't have the second se- the second series on DVD. This is true, and it's long weekend. Mm-hmm. Still not fair. <laughs> <laughs> no one should be allowed to end a, an episode like that. Like, it's just... <laughs> hey, just be glad you didn't cool. have to wait, like, 18 months for the next episode to find out what happened. That's true. At least I've got, like, time to watch the next season. Yeah. Of course, the next season is also three episodes, so... And the yeah. next season has a cliffhanger. Yeah. So it, I'm really Probably a worse way. cliffhanger than this one. So you can't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already freaking out because of this one. (laughs) You are not prepared. Great. But, you know, knitting is a good thing to calm yourself down. This is true. So how about we move into adventures in knitting? Oh, the adventures in knitting. Do you want to go first or shall I? My adventures suck. I don't like my adventures. Well, you can get it off your your chest. Okay. I'd really like my knitting to go find a cave and and just sort of die in. Because it's just really hating me in the last two weeks. Well, how? Specifically. Well, I guess the good part. I can go with the good part first. I finally finished the hat I was working on. Yes, you did. You're actually wearing it. Yes, I won't stop wearing it because I'm just so proud of it. <laughs> I noticed that you were wearing a wool hat <laughs> indoors for the last couple hours. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm really proud of it. And I worked so hard and it's the first thing that I did that was not flat. So I just want to Yay. kind of show it off whenever I can. <laughs> That's well, totally it's reasonable. It's that fall. Is, yeah, that is totally totally reasonable. And I'm not the only person at my school that wears hats like this indoors. Mm-hmm. There's probably about 5% of the population that does. Yeah, That's it's a the, fair amount. It's a fashionable thing. Yeah. So. If your head isn't, you know, sweating like crazy, then go ahead. Yeah. But the really upsetting part of my journey in knitting lately, I started a cowl that's got a bit of lace work in it, which is kind of scary, but I can do it. It's not going to be that hard, in theory. It's called Take It or Leaf It. I love it. (laughs) Fall. I love fall. I love everything about fall. And I have yarn that even matches, (coughs) like, fall colors. Mm. So I'm hoping that when, as I'm knitting it, it's going to look like the leaves are actually Mm -hmm. changing color, kind of like you know, the leaves are changing color right now. Yeah. And so I think it's really pretty. Yeah. It's by Marilyn Porter. Am I saying that right? Yep. Yeah. And I found it on Ravelry. Yeah. It's a free pattern. And it's really pretty. Yeah. With that, those columns of leaves. Mm-hmm. Project itself, on the other hand, is a different story. I cast on probably six different times because... I kept getting the number of stitches wrong. Yeah, <laughs> finding out later. How no. many stitches did you have to put on? I ended up putting on a hundred and five. Okay, but we ended up changing around needles and stuff a couple of times in order to finally get it to work. Yeah. So I 
ended up I had gotten past the part where it's sort of just the bottom and I was starting the lace work which I was finding to be really easy mm-hmm. um so I was kind of excited because I was like you know this lace thing it's it's not half bad yeah and I've only been doing this since like the end of April yeah so I was thinking this is exciting yeah um and and then we tore it out because I had the wrong number of stitches so then it got yeah. fixed, and I'm kind of back at square one. But that's okay because at least I know it's not something to be scared of. Yay! Which is good. So I guess I, I guess it's not as bad as I thought it was. The yeah. terrifying part of that knitting and adventure. I mean, and the main thing is just like reading the pattern carefully and just following the pattern one line at a time, and making sure that you have the right number of stitches yeah. on the beginning, especially if you're doing you know lace work. Yeah. Kind of harder to fudge that. Mm-hmm. And I found out I had the wrong number because when I was doing the lace work, the pattern didn't make sense where it was ending. Yeah, it wasn't lining up. That's not good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I decided to... I thought that was a fair slice of crazy pie for myself because, you know... Yeah, because you're new at this. I'm very new at this. At least I think I'm extremely new. And then I decided that after doing the hat, which for a while you just sort of knit around and around and around. Yeah. Which is really nice and easy. You don't have to mm-hmm. look anymore. <laughs> like we were telling you. So I kind of missed... Before you started it, you were like, I don't know if I could do this. Yeah. I kind of missed that. The simplicity of it. Yeah. So I decided I wanted to... <laughs> this is why we have more than one project on the needles. <laughs> become a non... What is, what, I don't know what the right term would be. Non-monogamous knitter. Yeah. Have multiple projects going at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> An decided, easy knitter. So I decided I'd have another one. And without talking to any of the <clears throat> knitting support group, I um, decided over the weekend that I'd try to make some socks. Okay. Because I thought that that would be smart. Yeah. Because I saw you guys making socks once that were just sort of, after you did the top part, it was just sort of knitting around. Yeah. And I thought... You knit around in a tube. I thought I had a general concept, so yeah. I'd be able to, you know, cast on enough stitches that it, I could put it over my leg and it would fit, and then yeah. I'd just keep going and yeah. do, like, ribbing on the top, because I know how to do that, and then just sort of knit around, and I figured there was no way I'd get to the heel before knit night. Yeah. I ended up somehow not being able to connect to knit in the round. <laughs> you make little hand motions. Yeah, little hand motions together. Kind of trying to the, bring them together. The needles, they're just not touching. I think... From what we were talking about at Knit Night, I think that was because the way you had them set up. Maybe. You hadn't really wrapped your head around how to do, like, how to do socks when you're doing such a small circumference on a Mm. larger circumference needle. Yeah. Which I can show you how to do. Yes. So I had tried small needles, like, uh, with a smaller wire. Is that what you would call it? Cable. A smaller cable. And I had tried ones with a longer cable. Mm. And I just couldn't make it happen. And so I gave up on it. Yeah. And then well, I came to Knit Night without it. Unless you're making very large socks, like pretty large socks, the smallest size cable you're going to get for a circular needle is not going to be small enough. Okay. You know, socks are usually like, you know, I'm making a circle with my hands. like Ankle size. Yeah, like ankle <laughs> size. You know, usually they're not that far. They're like seven, eight inches around. Yeah. If that. So you don't get circular needles that size because you figure if you have an <laughs> eight inch around... You need, like, at least four inches of tip, of needle tip. Yeah. And that means there's no cable. Or you need, like, very tight, like, two-inch needle tips, but then you can't hold them to knit with them. Yeah. So I will show you how to do magic loop or something like that. So... Or I'll even break up the DPNs. Oh, boy. 
scares me. <laughs> that one really scares me. Yeah, I would. I would try magic loop first, just because I know you'd, you'd probably be looking at the d- double pointed needles and be like, "What?" Yeah, I, that would not work for me. <laughs> so I ended up tearing out the naughty. It wasn't even a sock yet because it hadn't gotten into the second round. So I tore that out probably three or four times. So I'm just angry at my knitting this week because. Oh. It's just not going in my favor. Yeah, well, sometimes you have good knitting weeks, sometimes you have bad knitting weeks. Yeah. Oh, and I purposely had chosen sock yarn that was sort of like orange and yellow and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, because I, I thought that it'd be a good idea, because I wanted to do something for the Hobbit along, but I had I, I had thought that it would just be finished watching the Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. but I was like, no, I want to actually do something. Everyone else is doing something. <laughs> So I thought, well, this is a good way to do something that really yeah. isn't complicated, but still kind of feels like it could go along with it, because I heard there's a dragon that I'm kind of excited yeah. for, because I think dragons are really cool. Dragon voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm sorry, I'm not that geeky. I don't know who that is. Sherlock. <gasps> okay. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, dragons have fire breathing. They're fire breathing. So I yep. thought, like, oranges and yellows fire. Yeah. It would be kind of it could work. Yeah. That sounds but perfectly reasonable. Kind of regretting the concept. Okay. Well you also have like <laughs> a little more than two months. Oh yeah, that's so, not hard at all. You know what I'm doing for the Hobbit along, right? Yeah. That's a bigger slice of crazy pie. Yeah. I thought I didn't, didn't so. just cut myself the crazy pie this time. I thought I just took the whole thing because <laughs> and you stuffed know, your and stuffed your face in it. Yeah, because you know the lace work cowl and and socks i think is kind of considering my level of knitting i think that's in the entire pie right now especially considering i'm so angry at the knitting well you know give it another you know maybe let it rest and then give it another go it'll get it it can only get better because it can't get worse (laughs) yeah considering your yarn can't you know set itself aflame yeah for no reason it can't really get worse although that would be kind of cool (laughs) if it could just magically combust things don't do that yeah, but I wouldn't want my knitting to do that. Oh, I wouldn't want that to happen either. But my <laughs> knitting is so far beyond even practically started that it wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> I wouldn't be losing a lot. Okay, so any other news? Knitting news? Um, I don't think so. Uh, oh, I guess I didn't technically mention it in so many words. Um, I learned this concept of frogging. Oh, yeah. I also learned what frogging means. I love it. It's fantastic. It's hilarious. Rip it, rip it. <laughs> So, as much as I kept on, my soul cried when I would watch you guys all frog your work. <laughs> yes, I remember the horrified look like, on your face. I've seen it happen probably a dozen times now, and every time, part of my heart actually breaks. And yet now I can say I have done it myself, and it's not that bad, because mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. No, it isn't. <laughs> it sucks, but it's not the end of the world. No, because you can just try again. Yes. You know, the yarn is still usable. Except for the way I do it, because I can't seem to figure out how to do it. So I end up having to cut it. We'll work on that. I have a lot to learn. <clears throat> what can I say? So that's my adventures in knitting. Okay. Well, mine, I haven't done a huge heck of a lot this week. I've done a few more rows on the Lakeshore Shawl by Glenna C, which I'm doing in the Knit Picks Shimmer. I always I always mean to check the name of that and check the mm-hmm. colorway name, and I never do before <laughs> we start recording. So I can do that right now. Yeah, it's Shimmer Hand-Dyed Lace, 
And I am doing it in the shallows colorway. Oh my god. Everything about that color says my name. If they should change the name from shallows to Lauren, that's what they need to do. <laughs> yeah, it's turquoise and sort of very light turquoisey blue and there's some little greeny it's happiness in there too. <laughs> but yes, so I'm working on that and I figured out I'm almost done another chart repeat. I figured out I have one more chart repeat to go before I move on to the next pattern, like the next motif in the That's good. The shawl, which is good that means because you're close. You do, it's like a 25, I think it's like 24 row or 26 row chart. Oh my god. And you do it five times. Um, I don't know if I'd have so much patience for that. I'm not quite there yet. So, I mean, it's okay. I mean, on the one hand, it's okay because actually it's mainly, it's mainly two, only two really pattern rows. It's just that each time the way you deal with the edge stitches that you're creating as you widen the shawl differs. So you have to have 25 rows in the chart so that you can, you know what to do in the edges, basically. But it's really easy. So like you sort of get into the zone when you're doing it, you know, and it doesn't, it's not that hard. A lace shawl, you can get into the zone. Yes. Because right now, say it's like, you know, yarn over, knit one, yarn over, decrease, knit one, decrease. Yarn over, knit one, yarn over. And you just sort of get used to the rhythm of it. And I can't repeat what you just said if I tried. Well, if you saw it, you'd see. It's actually, and then each each pattern repeat along the row is like six stitches. So you okay. just keep repeating the six, six stitches over and over and over to again. to remember the six stitches wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. It's super easy. When Remembering you're like, like in the... two feet of stitches amount? Yeah, but it doesn't... repeat would be kind of... It hard. only changes... Those six stitches are like, you know, half an inch. Yeah. Of shawl, and you just keep doing that all along that row. And then the next row, there's another six stitches that you do all along the row. Then you go back to the first six stitches and do those all along the row. So it's fairly easy to remember, and you know, it's not hard, and it's kind of nice for, you know, on the bus to sort of repetitive, nice repetitive knitting, that sort of thing. It's just, you know, I, I am sort of getting to the point where it's like, okay, I'm ready to do something a little different now. <laughs> Right, but you're so close to that point where you yeah. will do something different. Yeah. You only have to do that 25, 25 rows? Yeah, 24, 26 rows, yeah. something like that. You only have to do that one more time. That's yeah. also bad. The only problem is, like, of course, the shawl gets bigger oh, as right. you go, so the rows get longer. <laughs> so, so each of those rows is now much longer yeah. than they were to begin with. But Watch a movie. It's getting there. Yeah. Watch a movie and do that one, and then by the end of the movie, you'll have your 25 rows done. No, I won't. Okay, well, you could watch two movies. <laughs> um, I think the other day when I was on the bus, I think it was like, I'm trying to remember how long it took. I think in about 15 minutes, I was able to do one pattern row and one purl back row. Oh, wait, you have to purl back? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. My, do, my concept of the movies is not going to work. Yeah. So a movie would do maybe a few rows, but it's not going to be... No. I'd have to watch quite a few movies to do the chart. So I'm working on that, and that one's progressing. And it's, you know, and it's probably kind of a good thing that it's, it is sort of that repetitiveness because as Lauren knows at knit night the other night, I cast on all the stitches for my Lothlorian shawl. I just hadn't had time to sit down and just like watch a movie or something where I could just zone out and not pay attention to cast them on yet. That. And I haven't actually touched it since then either. I'm sorry, but that is the entire crazy pie. Yeah. Like. 458 stitches. Forget 458 stitches. I've looked at the picture, like, bigger. I just saw it on my phone once a couple yeah. of a while back. Yeah. I saw a big picture. I think it was on a laptop. And so I could really see the detail on it. Mm-hmm. Insane. <laughs> I cannot begin to fathom what it would be like to do that. 
I can't either, really. But you can do it because. But I'm I doing mean, it. Potion master stall. Stall. Yeah. Two months and two weeks. I think I've got. That's plenty of time. <laughs> I've done a sweater in a month. I can totally do this. Exactly. <laughs> I'll keep telling myself that. And if you keep telling yourself that, then it's going to happen. I just also have to, you know, actually work on it instead of just keep telling myself that. That's the problem. Well, if you tell yourself that, then it'll make you work on it, Yes. But yeah, so I haven't actually done any of the patterning yet because I just haven't had time the last couple days. Because then maybe there's going to be a time where you do a bunch in a shorter period of time, right? Yeah. Of course, this weekend is Thanksgiving weekend. Yes. Yay! I get to go home. (laughs) Although I shouldn't be excited because I got to go home last weekend, too. I was going to say, you live about an hour away. Yeah, it's not that (laughs) big a deal. But it's still exciting. Mm -hmm. Because it is, and it's a long weekend, so I get the extra day off of school. Yeah. Which is lovely. Well, I've got family visiting on the Monday, so. That's nice. I might keep the Hobbit a long project to be something I can do when I need to (laughs) hide from the family for a little while. Ah, I see. I'm just going to go up to my room and knit for a while. Thank you very much. And then the other thing is, last weekend, Mom and I, and actually Maggie and her family, went to the Pioneer Day in Jordan locally, which is basically like, they have, the historical museum there has a couple of really old buildings that they do, so they have people doing little demonstrations in there. They have different vendors, like they have, you know, the museum has a tent where people are selling, like, apple fritters, and there's places where you can, like, dip candles, you can pay to, like, dip your own candles, and... You know, they have hot, they have freshly made, like, they actually showed them grinding the apples, pressing them, and then heating up the apple cider. Oh, my Hot apple cider, and it's, it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous day, too. I wish. So we went, and, of course, I wanted to visit Stitch and the Fiber Garden afterwards. Right. So I I visited both. Actually, it's Stitch. The owner of Stitch, Jocelyn, was really busy with someone, was busy with a customer who was buying, like, getting all kinds of, like, fat quarters of quilting fabric. Okay. So she was busy cutting them out, and someone else had come in with a knitting question who needed help, and she was just waiting for Jocelyn to finish, and Jocelyn, you know, had tons to do. So I was like, actually, if that's a knitting question, I could help. I was going to say, I totally see where this one's going. You're <laughs> so I opted in help. randomly helped somebody. And actually, I didn't get any knitting things there. I just got, actually, I got a new shawl pin. Pretty. It's one of the Knitter's Pride ones, actually. I love it's it. It's a shawl stick, I should say. You know, it's like a stick yeah. with a carved end, and I just sort of, you know, weave it through a shawl. Because my other shawl pin broke. And I just got a couple little balls of ah, pretty so cute. embroidery thread with subtle color changes in it for doing embroidery stuff. And then, but then at the fiber garden, mom came with me and she saw a shawl that she wanted. So she bought yarn so I could make it for her. That's it's hilarious. by the dye guy, which is one of the owners of the fiber garden who does all the dyeing. And it's actually, no, this is, it's one, this is 100% soy fiber. Soy fiber. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm still learning about all things knitting and this concept that fiber can come from soy. Yep. Baffles my mind. Yeah, well, and, and it's, it's like. so soft. Yeah. It's, it's very sort of silky. It feels yeah. somewhat like silk. And it's, uh, this one's a fingering weight and it's in the raspberry ice colorway. So yeah, it's just a nice gorgeous. raspberry pink. I love it's it. It's really pretty. I'm not partial to pink. That's the interesting thing. I am not partial to pink in any way. I am very <laughs> partial to blue. And I love this pink. 
Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. And it's got that sort of shine on it, that yeah. kind of silk or bamboo. Uh, actually, bamboo. It feels quite a bit like bamboo, which, you know, makes sense because it's, a, you know, sort of a similar plant fiber. I forget if soy is, I think it's one of the ones that's actually where it's like the protein, it's broken down so that you have like the proteins mm-hmm. in it that are actually then extruded as a fiber. Sort of like a, I just, I don't. I don't even begin to understand. <laughs> I'd have to look it up specifically to see, to double check, like, how it's actually made, though. It's really, really pretty, though. But yeah, this is really pretty. And so soft. Yeah. And mom kind of wants, just a, she wants a shawl that's just one of the ones that's sort of knit sideways. Like, you start at one point with a few stitches okay. and then maybe, f- and a few stitches for a lace edging. And then basically you just make it wider. And then when you and the nice thing too is you can weigh the yarn and keep weighing the yarn. And when you reach the halfway point, you start narrowing it. So it makes sort of a long narrow scarf. That's cool. And you knit the edging on as it goes. So you don't have to worry about you know, leaving yarn for the edging. But yeah, so I'll probably start that sometime soon-ish. And that'll make a nice easy counterpoint to the Hobbit Again, scarf. Easy counterpoint. Oh. Yeah. I cannot wait till that's easy for me. You and I can make you those doing... projects the easy projects. You said you have been doing lace, right? And you weren't finding it that hard. Yeah, I got like one or two rows into the lace before I realized that I had the wrong number of stitches. Well, if you have the right number of stitches, it helps. But, you know, you, were, you weren't finding it that hard to do like yarn over oh my decreases, God. that sort of thing. I don't know why I was so hung up over this concept of lace when really the only thing that I haven't done in it are the yarn overs. Yeah. And it's literally the easiest thing. I yeah. think I honestly, I, I think that knitting and purling are harder than yarn overs. <laughs> Yeah, so basically all you have to do for this sort of scarf, it's like a garter garter stitch area that you work that you are making larger. And then it's just like a little lace edging that goes on the edge that, like, again, is maybe like 10 stitches wide and maybe, you know, 12 rows and a repeat. It doesn't have to be super fancy. I can show you patterns later so you can see what I'm talking about. I can't get ahead of myself. (laughs) I'm oh, go ahead and get a, go ahead and get ahead of yourself. But yes, so that's bas- that's basically me for this week. I can't really think of anything else that I've done or worked on or seen or anything like that. That's... I haven't had, like I said, I haven't had a lot of time in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but that's that's a fair bit, and it sounds like you've got a couple pro. Well, I would say big projects, kind of. <laughs> Either started yeah. or you have plans to start. Yeah, about the only other thing of note I actually managed to do this week was finally get to watch Avengers. Oh my Except God. I watched half one night, half the next night. Okay, but you've seen Avengers. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, but I still I mean, yeah, I wanted know. to see it a lot. I still would have been watching it like once every day <laughs> since I bought it if I could. That's true. I. Those certain parts don't get any easier to watch. I love the Avengers. Oh my god. You have such stars in your eyes right now. Okay, in one week I saw Avengers and Captain America backwards because I should have seen Captain America first and I didn't, but still. And my mind was just blown and I was just on top of the world for like two weeks because I still haven't come back down. (laughs) It's fantastic. And actually thinking of that, if we move into Geek Scree, <laughs> there is more news. Because really, guys, you should keep expecting us to have more news every week. There has been more news on the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV, TV series front. They actually have like some of the main characters. Joss Whedon has actually released some names of some of the main characters. That's exciting. For it, which looks awesome. Not surprising. There's one, two, three like lead female parts, all of whom sound awesome. 
fantastic. There's... I love when they have female sort of characters in more of like the superhero and kick butt kind of movies and TV shows. Well, I mean, this is Joss Whedon who has that sort of thing. Like he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's just awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, they include, I'll just give you a quick little rundown. There's only about five that have been mentioned, sort of main ones that have been mentioned. There's one named Skye, who's a says late 20s woman. She's fun, smart, caring, and confident with an ability to get the upper hand by using her wit and charm. Which I imagine will be a lot of, allow for a lot of the Joss Whedon sort of zinger lines. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, Agent Grant Ward says, quite the physical specimen. <laughs> and cool under fire, he sometimes botches interpersonal relations. Quiet with a bit of a temper, but he's the kind of guy that grows on you. That kind of makes me think of other sort of characters that are already out there, but a little bit different. And all those characters are ones that I love. So mm-hmm. I think that that'll be one that I like. All these, well, all these characters sound really That's interesting true. that I'm going to, I'm going to actually love. Because the next one too, Agent Althea Rice, also known as the Cavalry. This hardcore soldier has crazy skills when it comes to weapons and being a pilot, but her experiences have left her very quiet and a little damaged. Yes. <laughs> Kick-ass chicks. Yes. Perfect. Hardcore soldier, crazy skills, and also a chick. Yes, thank you, Joss Whedon. Everything is right about that. And then the last two are Agent Leo Fitz and Agent Gemma Simmons. These two came through training together and still choose to spend most of their time in each other's company. Their sibling-like relationship is reinforced by their shared nerd tendencies. (laughs) She deals with biology and chemistry. He's a whiz at the technical side of weaponry. That's fantastic. They sound awesome. They yeah. sound like they're going to have amazing banter, and I yeah. cannot wait to see this. I, I'm reading all of this from the article on the Mary Sue, by the way. I think that that's going to be a fantastic relationship like yes. to watch. Yes. I love those sort of banter type. The bantery? Yeah. It's sort just of relationships. Fun. Yes. Like Tony Stark and Pepper Potts. Yes. <laughs> and of course, it, and it could be, it should be interesting to see the way some of these characters interact. Like, how does the hardcore soldier chick interact with the more goofy, bubbly yeah. ones? And But I feel like you're going to find, and I could be completely wrong, because I'm, I am just sort of getting into the whole superhero thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're going to be, like, a really good, strong unit. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, like, the relationships between the ones that are kind of very different personalities yeah. could be the most interesting to watch. Yeah. Even though I'm the most excited, I think, for what is it? Agent Leo Fitz and Agent Gemma Simmons. Yeah. Because those two, I'm just everything about that, I just make it makes me smile. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's gonna be funny. Well and two, I mean a lot of Joss I mean, one of Joss's major strengths is ensemble casts. Mm-hmm. Like he had Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right. Firefly there was, and now, so he seems like a very, like a natural, and Dollhouse, now that I think about it too. So he seems, of course, seemed like a, seems like a natural pick to have been chosen for the Avengers, where they have to balance all these characters and work as an ensemble instead of as this one star or this one or two main characters and then all the minor characters. Yeah. And so it seems like a really good setup for a TV show too. Yeah. And an was, ensemble cast of all these characters. I mean, I only really know of those. I only really know Buffy. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen the other ones. And I haven't even seen that much of Buffy. But from yeah. what I have seen, he did a really good job with the cast. Yeah. But I have seen all of the superheroes <clears throat> that were in the Avengers. Yeah. And I was a little concerned before I had seen Avengers mm-hmm. about how they would mesh together. Everybody was. Because 
every single one of those superheroes is so strong in yeah, so, personality that yeah they so they have such a strong personality and they each have each character is so iconic that they yeah, can carry a movie on their on own. their own so to put that they have been the stars of, of their own movies yeah and the world in it kind of feels like it revolves around them yeah in a way yeah not necessarily in a bad way but yeah. it does yeah and so i was kind of worried about how they mesh well together but it worked out so well yes. because honestly i think avengers is almost better than all the other ones mm-hmm. and i love some of the other ones mm-hmm. so i but, feel and like they managed this will be to, really good yeah and he managed to bring it so that each one of them had their own shining moments they had mm-hmm. their own focus on their own personal storylines they had you know some of them a bit more than others because obviously because that's what happens when you have right. six people in 2 hours but, you know, he did a really good job of, again, not focusing on one or two, and then everybody else gets relegated to bit part. Yeah, status. and I found that some of them, the strong characters, when brought together, it actually almost amplified it mm-hmm. and made it better than when they were on their own. When they were working together. So putting these characters that look like they'd be so good as individual characters for the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show... And bring them to be a unit, I think, could make for some really good scenes. I know! I cannot wait for this TV like, show. Like, I feel like some of these could, bringing them together could be like, when I, the way I felt anyways, about Iron Man and Captain America in the same scene. <laughs> because those were the best moments for me, because they were just, mm-hmm. they're so different, but brought together, it's amplified and just fantastic. Yep. So I feel like this will be kind of like that. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. It's too far away. I know, we have to wait till next year. My god. Normally with something like this, I just sort of <coughs> put it on the back burner and stop thinking about it. So that nope. it doesn't bother me. Nope. But I've got you guys for friends, so it's not an option. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we're still going to be, we're going to be like finding every little bit of news that yeah. we can about this and reporting it. Also in comic-y news, some people might have seen already, Marvel is teen- teaming up with the Susan G. Komen Foundation in the States, to create special issue covers of various superhero comics to sort of raise awareness and funding for, like, breast cancer research. And now there's been some stuff going on with the Susan G. Komen Foundation that makes me sort of like, I'm not sure how how much I'm really enjoying this pairing, but the covers that they've created are pretty cool. They're, I think they're gorgeous. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Like, with some of them, one of them is an Avengers cover. And there's a Captain America cover and an Iron Man cover, too. And basically, they've, they've turned it pink for the okay. Pink Ribbon campaign. But it's not but, pink. Yeah. It's like a pink hue. Yeah. Basically, it looks like there's a pink cast over everything. Which I think is kind of really pretty. So it looks more like, you know, the, like we're looking at the Captain America cover now. Where, yeah, it looks like there's a pinkish sort of light mm-hmm. so that the areas of his shield that are white or silver or red have a pink look to them. But you can totally see it, can totally tell, totally tell yourself, you know, it's because of the, the quality of the lighting, yeah. basically. It's not Captain America's wearing a pink outfit. No, by no means is Captain America <laughs> or wearing it more pink. And more say, or more, more so, like, Iron Man isn't wearing pink. No. Iron Man is definitely Which would be kind of fun to see. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Iron Man would not wear pink, though, I don't think. No. As a character. It just... 
it would not work, even if it was for a campaign. Yeah. Whereas with other ones, like, there's the Fantastic Four cover, where, um, the female member of the Fantastic Four, I haven't seen the movie, haven't read the comics, can't remember the character's name. Bad geek. No biscuit. I, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know it either. Yeah, her, her outfit is white with pink accents and piping and stuff on it. And same thing with Captain Marvel, where her outfit, she's got, you know, pink on the the neck of it, pink gloves, pink boots, and sort of pink sash around her waist. But that one they've also got, it's not quite the pink hue that they've got in the other covers, Mm -hmm. but they've got some sort of, I guess they're doves? Yeah. Um, And they kind of look like they've got a pink hue, and they've got some clouds in the background that look more of like the um, clouds you see at dusk that have kind of gone pink. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, they look sort of like, it looks like a sunset sky where, yeah, things do sort of get a pink cast Which is more natural- but still definitely got that sort of pink yeah. to it. Um, and actually really they also have, cool. in each issue, there's going to be a one-page little comic thing talking about, <laughs> it's like Iron Man and Captain America talking. <laughs> because I think it's kind of hard to make of the writing in the, the resolution that I've got here, but it looks like... It looks like Captain America and Iron Man are having a little discussion because I guess Iron Man had to have some testing gun done to make sure he didn't have breast cancer. Oh, sort of raising the awareness of like being a man being able to get breast That's cancer. That's good. I like that it's not just that they've done a cover, yeah, um, to rate like to raise funds and awareness, but that they were kind of using the comic as a way to raise more of like the actual knowledge of it. Because yeah. I think that sometimes, depending on what the issue is, people don't really know enough about it. Yeah. And I mean, it is good to have it, but of course, it is also like a, just... It's fun. Before you see, before anyone actually sees this, like, I should mention, it is a one page, we're talking six frame yeah. comic about this. So obviously there's a lot of like, as you know, so-and-so in it. <laughs> and it's kind of, the dialogue is pretty clunky because they're trying to get a lot of information into sh- such a But I think that will make it kind of thing. entertaining. Yeah, it is kind of entertaining. And there's the bro hug at the end. Bro hug? Bro hug. Between oh, bro hug. <laughs> they're walking out with Captain America got his arm around. Yeah. Iron Man's shoulders. <laughs> Which, or maybe not so bro. I mean, I don't know of Captain America and Iron Man in the actual comics themselves, but according to what I've seen in the movie, there is no way that is happening. So <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. Well, they seem to work better a lot more, you know, a lot better after the end fight in the movie. That's true. And in the com- from what I understand, in the comics, there there was a long time where they did not get along at all. It was only after certain events like major events like after that they're sort of more friendly at least from what i understand from what people have said about comics that i've read and stuff like that again i haven't actually read the comics i've read some iron man but it's hard because there's so many different versions yeah like from different decades they've done new from the beginning stories yeah i think that's it's hard for me to yeah that's kind of why but i haven't done it because it's it's a bit intimidating to sort of to just pick it up yeah but from what I have read, I I really like it. Marvel's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of epic things. Epic things. What is this? <laughs> this is apparently the Weather Channel in the states has decided to start naming winter storms. 
Okay. Sort of like they name hurricanes. I don't know. See, I, I don't know what their standards are for like when a winter storm gets a name. Like with a hurricane, it's kind of obvious because like they have clear delineations about what a tropical depression is, when that becomes a tropical storm, and when that becomes a hurricane. Right. So when it becomes a tropical storm, that's when it gets a name. Winter storms, it's like, do they have, I don't know if they've decided on like. Maybe they've made. Like parameters as to yeah, like how much is, precipitation yeah. and what kind of time because pe- it's mean, all the wind yeah because I mean the strength the, of the wind yeah because I mean the the ferocity of a winter storm kind of depends on like the amount of precipitation falling within a certain period of time right. and then also like winds and stuff like that so yeah. I don't know how they're defining that but yeah so the, the Weather Channel has decided there for the 2012-13 winter <laughs> season they're going to name severe winter storms and a lot of the names. Are kind of geeky. Can I say the one that I love the most? Yes. Nemo. <laughs> I love Nemo. And there's Nemo's also such a harmless name. There's also Draco. Where's that? How did I miss that? Yeah, it's an alphabetical list, of course, like with hurricanes. Right. Each season they have one name for each letter. Oh, we better get to Draco this year. That is fantastic. <laughs> and that is a name that deserves a trop- like or a winter, a winter storm. storm. Just because Very icy. And... and- the fact that he's got like that sort of really bleached out hair, yeah, white and, blonde hair, and... like the sort of icy personality, like yes. it's just it makes sense. <laughs> There's that also going to use that name, Gandalf, oh. spelled slightly differently. Yeah, it's D O L F, not D A L F, probably for copyright reasons. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. But there's a lot of sort of mythological or very far back historical names like Athena, Caesar, Helen. Well, Helen's a modern name too, but I'm thinking in that context, I'm thinking more of like Helen of Troy, that sort of thing. Right. Virgil, Zeus. <laughs> Dude, I hope we don't get to, Vir- to, to Winterstorm <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> that would like... Yeah. That would be the name you'd give to a storm that would like shut down the entire... Like, northern half of the United States and yeah. Canada. That'd be, like, oh my gosh. Yogi? It'd be funny, though, if Zeus, if they got to Zeus and Zeus was, like, the most timid of them all. <laughs> yeah, if Zeus was one of those winter storms that was like, oh my god, it's the snowpocalypse, oh my god. And then it's just, like, a couple little flakes, or, like, you know, yeah. one inch of snow. It's like, well, that didn't happen. Luna! That's awesome. There's one named Luna. I don't know. Oh, Saturn, Triton, yeah. I don't understand Q. Like, for the letter, oh, I forgot about that one. For the letter Q, it's Q. Like, the well, letter Q. There's a character on Star Trek Next Generation named Q. The letter Q? Just Q. Q, the letter Q. Yeah. Okay, well, this is why I don't know. And he's sort I don't of, Star Trek. he is kind of, kind of hard to explain, but I think the best way I can describe it is trickster god <laughs> sort okay. of thing. Sort of like original Loki or... When he's around, it generally means bad things. He doesn't always... He isn't always trying to kill everybody, but generally when he's around, it sometimes means bad things are going to happen. So he's not evil. He's just not good. No, he just has... I think, from what I remember, it's been... Also, it's been quite a while since I've watched Next Gen. But he's also... He's kind of amoral. Okay. Like, he doesn't... He just doesn't care about the moral stuff. He's like, this is kind of fun. I'm doing it anyway. I don't care. I like screwing with you. Yeah. That sort of thing. That kind of works. So, yeah. That works as a winter storm name, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they have Khan, too. I mean Khan. <laughs> Original Star Trek movies. Khan! Anyway. 
I'm sorry, I don't know it's much the, about this. Yeah, stuff. the first one of the I forget which of the Star Trek movies, but it was. But one of them is the Wrath of Khan, uh, and Khan is like gotcha. this big character in the Star Wars. Not heard... Star Wars. Oh my god, I did it again this week. Star uh, Trek, Trek mythology. I have heard references to that, but I didn't know what it was about. <laughs> as you can see, the list includes geek-tastic names with plenty for the mythology and classicist nerds as well. Transforming into a winter storm is totally something Zeus would do to get someone <laughs> pregnant. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Anyways, they've said that the Weather Network has said the reason for naming it is because then the... St- a storm with a name takes on a person, I'm quoting Tom Niziel from the weather.com, as quoted at the Mary Sue. He says that it, a storm with a name takes on a personality all its own, which adds to awareness. Yeah, I can see that. And then they just go through, they go through some of the names. So, so they, so Iago, Iago would creep up on you being all innocuous and sneaky until suddenly everyone you know is dead. And Caesar would be chugging along merrily until forced to dissipate by an oncoming Brutus. Yeah, that's oh. funny. And they ask in the in the Mary Sue article, what names would you add to the list? I think a winter storm Loki would be fitting, frost giant and all. That would be awesome. That would be good. I'm surprised maybe they didn't next use year. that one. Eh, maybe next year. Maybe they didn't want to have like all the fun names in the first year. That's true. And what are the odds that all these are going to be used? Yeah. I'd like to hope not. <laughs> I mean, it's like, how many years have we had? We've only had one year that I can remember where they actually went through the entire list of hurricane names. See, and I... And had to go into don't like... don't even remember... Alpha, Beta. Yeah. That's what they start calling them when they had more than <laughs> 26 no hurricanes. But yeah. But actually, I was thinking, when I was thinking earlier, a lot of people have mentioned Q as a Star Trek reference. Now that I think about it, it could also be a James Bond reference. Because in the I James Bond it. movies, there was the character Q, who was the one who gave him all those gadgets. Which was oh. supposed to be all the gadgets and stuff. Which segues into another <laughs> geeky thing. I thought of that segue like five minutes ago and I was like, I have to do this. Of course, today, the October 5th, is the 50th anniversary of the release of, of James Bond. And awesome. to somewhat commemorate that, today was also the day that the new song for the next Bond movie, Skyfall, was released basically on the internet. It was released at, of course, this is in British time. Midnight at 12.07 British time, which is 007 in military time. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like, as soon as I read them, I'm like, oh, God. Well, of course. Of course. That's cool. That is so cool. I mean, if you're going to do it, you got to go full out. You gotta go full out nerd. Yeah. Especially for 50 years. Like, come on. Yeah. You have to. I mean, come on. And I've actually listened to it, and it is, it does sound sort of like old school Bond song, like, a little bit like Goldfinger or something like that, which, I mean, I was expecting when they said that Adele was going to be doing it. Yeah, and I think it actually mentions that, um, I'm looking at a BBC article, so it says that it's going to be released, oh my god, it's going to be released in UK, in the UK on the 26th of October. I don't think it's coming out here until November. Oh, come on. Damn it. And I feel like it's got to be, you can probably hear at least a clip of it on the internet somewhere. They released the entire single. Last night at 007. That's awesome. British Standard Time. There was a 90 second clip that they, uh, that leaked online earlier this week, but now you can listen to the full thing. I think it's even it's even downloadable in iTunes. Um, I don't know if that might be different between the UK iTunes Store and the US iTunes Store. I'd imagine not. Hope but not. yeah, apparently you can buy it already in advance of the movie coming out, which I cannot wait for. Oh my god! I kept seeing trailers for it at different movies this summer. I was like, I want to see I know. this so bad. I didn't know there was going to be one, and then I saw a trailer when I was at the movies, and I was like, why did no one tell me? This is going to be great. This is awesome! 
I just hope I get to actually see it in theaters. Oh, I can always make sure that you see it in theaters. Okay, but when's it we come can out? Go. It depends on most of the year. I, I kind of have this little thing called school. True. Which can be a really big block on watching movies. At True. Times. Uh, yeah. Today is Global James Bond Day, according to IMDb. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, 50 years ago, the movie for Dr. No was released. Britain gets Skyfall on October 26th. We get Skyfall on November 9th. I will have to mark that down in my calendar. I have to write that down Going. in my agenda and find out that there are no papers. Or schedule them carefully so that you will have everything done. You have a two-hour block where you can just go to the movies. Well, yeah, and you, how hard can it be to justify a break from, you know, learning? Uh-huh. I will only encourage this. <laughs> and actually, yet another segue, thinking of things that are, you know, cool and action movie-ish, I actually heard about this on NPR just yesterday morning. Apparently, there is... There's a foundation called the Awesome Foundation. And their slogan is, Forwarding the interest of awesome in the universe, $1,000 at a time. That's cool. You can find their website at www.awesomefoundation.org. It's the Awesome Foundation for Arts and Sciences. And basically, it looks like they they grant money to projects that are just, that they think are awesome, that are creative and fun and probably, you know, somewhat community-oriented, that sort of thing. I was about to say... Yeah, it says, created in the long, hot summer days of 2009 in Boston, the foundation distributes a series of monthly $1,000 grants to projects and their creators. Okay, this is going to be really, really cheesy, but <laughs> that's awesome. <And> awesome! <laughs> hence the name of the foundation. <laughs> the Awesome Foundation. I, I really like that. That's yeah. cool. And there's more information about them. Yeah, they have, like, individual chapters of the foundation in different areas. Um, they provide grants with no strings attached and claim no ownership over the projects it supports. Projects have included efforts in a wide range of areas, including technology, arts, social good, and beyond. <laughs> We're still waiting for something with dinosaurs. Hint, hint. <laughs> but the reason I heard about this is because they gave money to one particular project called the Alley of Doom in Washington, <laughs> D.C. And it's also, it's also mentioned on NPR's Monkey Sea blog. You can find an article about it, and you can listen to the, the piece there. They got one of those giant inflatable plastic balls that people can climb into and roll down hills. It's called a Zorb, apparently. The person who got this grant, uh, Lauren Ellen McCann, she covered it in brown bed sheets to make a makeshift boulder, and people could show up, and she provided them with a fedora, a whip, and a golden idol. <laughs> and people were able... To run from the boulder, <laughs> like in Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lark, Lost Ark. I am so sad that I'm not from, where is it, Washington? Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., because I would have loved to do that. That is so cool. That would be so amazing. And, like, the pictures of people doing it are The pictures so are awesome. They actually have, if you go to the website which is, for Alley of Doom, which is alleyofdoom.org, they actually have a full Flickr pool, and there's still what that people have been able to submit their photos. And there's Whoa. all sorts of great pictures. Oh, it looks like they even there's have a like a, a rope or something that was set up, that was yeah. tied to one of the buildings, so that people were able to swing. That guy definitely looks like he's it. really swinging off of it. Yeah. There are a lot of pictures. But yeah, as you can see, pictures of people running from the boulder. And they said there was cameras set up along the route, too, so there was 
you could get pictures of yourself. There's one guy with his daughter. Aww. So cute. And the picture on, <laughs> looks like the leather jacket they had is a bit long for this person. Yeah, I was going to say, either they had a leather jacket to lend out, or people just came really prepared. I imagine there were some people who probably came, who heard about it and came really prepared. Well, one of these pictures, there was a girl who was wearing a vest and pants that just I don't yeah. know if it was on purpose, but it happened to go with the whole look so perfectly yeah. that I totally bought it. This guy's rolling down, running away from it on a bike. That's awesome. There's a woman here with her kid and she's got her dog with her on a leash. But yeah, they said that in the piece that somebody did about it, uh, they said that somebody said they brought in, they brought their kids so their kids could do it, but they really went because they wanted to do it. That's like, I'm sorry, that is like yeah. Disneyland and Disney World. Like everyone goes because they want to go i don't care how old you are but you may bring your kids along so that you and it looks like you have a reason to go <laughs> i mean let's be real everyone's yeah. a kid at heart and everyone wants to have those experiences yeah and a lot of people like our age have grown up watching this yeah so you know some or, you know some people even older who like there was one guy here they quoted uh joel finkelstein who showed up with his kids ages seven and four and he said, I loved Raiders of the Lost Ark my whole life. It came out when I was six, and I saw it every weekend that summer in the theater. Whoa. 16 times. That's crazy. <laughs> that'll be like, honestly, that'll be like me with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Oh, like, yes. By the time I have enough money to go, I will end up probably being a parent. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then the kids will know about Harry Potter, and it'll be like the excuse to go. Yeah. When really, who are we kidding? I'm the bigger fan. Yeah, It'll be exactly like these parents. I will be the one in tears when they yeah, walk exactly. into Hogsmeade. <laughs> well, and McCann said that so she's especially interested in finding different ways for grown-ups to cut loose and just have fun. Which is so important. I mean, adults put so much effort into work. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people work six, seven days a week and don't really get breaks. The NPR article quoted her as saying, she says, as adults, we think we play because we go to bars, but that's different. And I'm not hating on the bar experience, but there's a big difference between going to a bar and having a beer and running an around in an alley and pretending to be Indiana Jones. So true. Yeah. Like, how often... I'd rather pretend to be Indiana exactly. Jones. Exactly. <laughs> how often do you get to, like, release your inner imagination kid. and kid? <laughs> you, you have to find an outlet for it because there's not really many day-to-day -day activities that you can do let alone other people that you mm -hmm. can find that are willing to do them with you. And actually, they're going to... They're putting together more pages that you can see on the alleyofdoom.org website, including ways to do it yourself. That's awesome. That's really cool. And they have... There's one video up there, I think, of their test run. Cool. Yeah, making the Alley of Doom come to life. So yeah, definitely check out those two websites, the Awesome Foundation, which will have linked to all the other projects they've funded, which I really want to take a look at Yeah. Because like they look if, amazing. If the Alley of Doom is one of the projects, I can only imagine what some of the other ones are. Oh, and apparently, at least on the... It doesn't say it on the website, but on the NPR story that they did on the radio, they said that they had also had a boombox <laughs> with the music playing. That's How awesome would that be? That's fantastic. And the Indiana Jones theme as you run from the boulder. That's one of those things where, screw taking pictures, someone get a video camera. Like, yeah. that's just Apparently so they, do have, they do have official videos from the, the event that they're still getting together and they will okay. be posting on their website. That's cool. And actually, if you want to get in shape for your big <laughs> run from the boulder from Indiana Jones, we actually came across a couple things. There's one 
It started by seeing something at the Mary Sue, which is an image someone had posted somewhere on the internet. It's the It looks like it was made at memebase.com, but there's no... It looks like it's been passed around through... It looks like it originally came from the Doctor Who Geek website. It was originally posted on the, like, the Cheeseburger Network. But it is the Doctor Who Workout. And it's basically like a, it's like a workout version of a drinking game for Doctor Who. Yeah. So every time someone says, Doctor, you do 10 junking, jumping jacks. Every time the Doctor says, run, you do 15 squats. Every time the Doctor uses a sonic screwdriver, you do 10 crunches all the way through, you know, a bunch of different things. So it's sort of the same same idea as a drinking game. Yeah. You know, every time something happens, you do something, except in Only... case of drinking, instead, instead of drinking, you do a workout. So it's probably much better for your liver. I think this is a little more cruel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's better for you in the end, but I mean, in the moment, not so fun. And well, it, it would be. It would be complete riot, especially if you had friends that also <laughs> want to do it with you, and yeah. you just make like a competition out of it. And then Lauren mentioned she'd seen something for Harry Potter that's similar. I actually had a friend who tried this, and yeah. uh, pff, apparently it's hard. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, we just Googled Harry Potter workout, and under the Google Images search, you get tons of different results. But this one, it's like, any time a spell is cast, you do 10 jumping jacks. Every time anyone's awarded points, you do 10 squats. Every time points are taken away, you do 10 lunges, that sort of thing. And if you watch, or if you actually look at the different tasks, I guess you could say, that you mm-hmm. have to do, you can see where, depending on the movie that you watch in Harry Potter... Because it's not spe- uh, specific to a particular Harry Potter movie, you can see where some of them are going to be a little more difficult depending on the movie you watch. Like casting a spell, doing ten jumping jacks, not so bad in the first movie. Try watching Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Hallows Part Two. Yeah. That's with a not gigantic good. wizard fight where everyone's casting spells all the You're time. You're just gonna be just. Just don't stop doing the jumping jacks. Just do jumping jacks the whole darn movie. It's You're never going to stop. I assume, like, when you're about to fall over, you'll be able to, you know, take breaks. But the concept is so fun. And honestly, I think I would love to do that with some of my friends because it yeah. wouldn't be a workout thing. It would just be something to do that's hilarious. And in a way, yeah, yeah. okay, you do something good for yourself. It'd be fun to, like, yeah, it'd be so much more fun in a group. And I mean, it's kind of like that with drinking games. It's like, yeah. you don't, you don't it's do not as fun playing a yourself. drinking game alone. And what's the point? It's more fun doing it all together where someone can yell out, Oh, so-and-so did this! Drink! And after a while, I think you end up getting a better workout from laughing than anything else. Okay, so shall we move into cravings, covets, and crushes? Sure. I actually, I have something that I think could go under with there. Apparently, everybody out there has already now heard, I have finally seen the first Lord of the Rings movie. Yes. I don't know why I waited so long. Like, it must be, what, ten years that I haven't watched it? The first movie came out in 2001. Yeah. So 11 years. So 11 years I have not watched it. And let me tell you, if you have not watched it, please do yourself the favor of stopping (laughs) right now and going and turning it on. Someone you know has it, and you can borrow it from them, I'm sure. And it is so worthwhile. I had a bit of a difficult time with understanding some of the things in the first half of the movie because I'm just not familiar with that sort of Middle Earth world. Mm -hmm. And it's like Harry Potter. When you're thrown into it, it's a little confusing because it's a different type of world that you're not familiar with, right? Yeah. So that's kind of... And the language is so different. Yeah, so it's a bit difficult to keep up with at times because of that. But 
I loved it so much and I'm so sad that like I haven't had the time to watch the next one because as soon as it ended I could see like I could feel it ending I could feel like those last two minutes where mm-hmm. it is winding down and I'm like don't you tell me that there's not another scene and as soon as it ended, I turned to Maggie because I was watching it with her and I was just like, this is not fair. This is just not fair. So I have decided that I am in love with the, I'm assuming all the movies because I can only imagine they're going to get better. And I can't wait to watch the other ones. Like, and actually thinking so of geeky stuff like that. This is actually a shop that Maggie and I found last week, but we didn't have, didn't have time to mention. It's at etsy.com slash shop slash bubble and geek. And it's something I does, really need to know what this is. She does candles, lotions, lip balms, fragrances, soaps, all that sort of thing with geeky kind of inspiration, like butterbeer. Shut up. I need that. Or pumpkin pasties. Okay. I need to say I'm in love with all things that smell good, that like feel good in the way of lotions and lip butters and stuff like that. Just anything sort of cosmetic and that just aromas <laughs> mm-hmm. are fantastic. And to see that they someone has gone out there and managed to take that and geekify it and made it awesome is just words do not describe my excitement for that. <laughs> or they she also has stuff like Bacon and maple syrup scented, scented candle. candle. Mm-hmm. That is just, that is fantastic. Or speaking of that Lord would of the Rings. That hungry, though. Probably, yeah. I think that that would taste really good together. Yeah. Or thinking of Lord of the Rings, there's pipeweed scented soy candles. <laughs> there's a bunch of Doctor Who ones, like Weeping Angel, uh, Sonic Screwdriver, Don't Blink, Tardis Blue Soy Candle, <laughs> Vanilla Custard scent. Oh, there's video <laughs> game ones like Princess Peach. Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. Hobbit Garden, and actually, she links to a website where she has her master fragrance list. I'm still with Your father smelt of elderberries. Have you seen Magic of Life and the Holy Grail? No, but I've heard that. Oh my god. We need to watch this. Like, I've heard that. That line? Yeah. Yeah. This is the thing. I hear all of these sort of, like, geek references, yeah. not knowing where they're from, but it still makes me laugh when I see them come up in yeah. some of the different sort of ways that they do like this with cosmetic kind of things where I'm like seriously Ooh. that's so funny who had forgotten for the one of the candles for the Firefly fans out there is the brown coats leather scented candle basically she has a, a master list at bubbleandgeek.com for all her scents and then she has a description of it in, so for Hobbit Garden oh, cool. it's English Ivy Oak Moss Fruits and a Hint of Garden Mint and she has columns where she with little check marks to say whether they're available as candles lotions and perfumes or lip balms pretty much everything is available as a candle most stuff is available as lotion and perfume lip balm not surprisingly not as many <laughs> well I think that some of them I probably wouldn't really want to do as a lip yeah, lip balm. It looks like um, it's mainly like the lip balm ones are mainly like ones you would aimed more towards like the foodie sort yeah. of things. They have bacon. No, she doesn't have bacon. She does not have bacon and maple syrup lip balm, unfortunately. Which I I, I have to say I, I'm a little disappointed about because yeah. I think I'm sorry. Bacon is one of the best foods there is out there. It's probably that the things that create the smell 
two don't create the same taste or good taste. So yeah, there's a bunch of, there's also a bunch of fragrances and stuff based on Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, that series. Mm -hmm. I'm looking through some other really awesome names. Zombie Repellent. And I should mention too that this this is a very long list. Like she has the Bubbling Geek collection. She has a floral collection. She has a fruity collection. She has the home collection, which is... Some of them have, like, actual things like Berry Christmas, which is cranberries and wild berries. Other ones are just, like, Home Sweet Home, which is cinnamon, clove, and apple scents. Log Cabin. That's cute. I like America. It's red apple. Oh, sorry. Americana. It's, um... Red apples, white cake, and blueberries. That that sounds like that sounds like home. Some of these do have asterisks next to them, and there are limited edition things, which is unfortunate in a yeah. way. I should I mean, see about the log cabin one because that look, one's a- yeah. Look for the ones with the asterisks, and if you think you like it, y- you want to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like personally, Twilight sounds fantastic to me, and it's asterisked. Yeah, which is really unfortunate. There's a under the kitchen collection. Bacon is available on its own. Yes. <laughs> chocolate, chocolate cake, chocolate covered cherries. Everything chocolate's good. Coffee, cotton candy, lavender mint, <gasps> Ooh, peanut like butter cookies, sugar, sugar cookie. cookie, and then the outdoors collection. There's autumn leaves. Oh, autumn leaves. Ooh, Canadian wilderness. An undertone of pine with hints of spice. Ooh. Cool. I don't check that one out. Eucalyptus, morning rain. I love so Yeah, there's a huge list here. The problem and... with this for me is going to be, <laughs> I'm going to want every want all single things. one of those <laughs> items on that list. Because I just, I love things that smell good. And I yeah. go through phases of the different kinds of smells I like. Yeah, it depends on the time of year yeah. and stuff like that too. So it's just, there's going to be a reason to want them all. Yep. And she does say that, of course, she does have her master fragrance list 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 linked from her Etsy shop and she does say that she does welcome custom orders so that's I cool. guess anything on that list I mean maybe if there's an asterisk next to it next to it you know it might be the sort of thing it's limited edition maybe she she might not be able to have she might not have been able to update the list of fragrances yet mm-hmm. so you know that one might not be available it might right. only be available for a limited time that sort of thing but there's a lot on there that oh are. but that does make me think that the concept of getting a maple bacon lip balm could work. And then one other thing you really need to check out is a baker called Nerdash Cakes. You can find her at nerdashcakes.tumblr.com, n-e-r-d-a-c-h-e-cakes.tumblr, t-u-m-b-l-r, no e, dot com. And I especially mention this because she's been getting a lot of press, especially lately. I've seen her stuff elsewhere before. I was already following her on Tumblr. But she really hit a lot of the nerd sites this week because she made an Avengers tea party cake for her three-year-old. I just love that. It's, it is really adorable. It is amazing. It's so elaborate. And it's so, it's so well done, and she's thought of absolutely everything. Yeah. Like, you've got, like, these little wee Avengers. And they're the cute kind with, like, the big round heads on them. And, like, very child cartoon, but it's still very true to the character. And so she's got, like, Captain America has fallen asleep at the table. (laughs) And he's wearing a a bonnet. bonnet. Iron Man is sipping tea with a purple floof, purple like like floppy hat floppy hat on. Thor is just like pushing two <laughs> cupcakes into his mouth with a bow in his hair. Yes, might I add. 
And Wolverine is sitting there just grinning and sipping tea with pearls <laughs> on his neck. Oh, yes, and Spider-Man is reaching out from under the table trying to grab a cupcake. Yeah. And I think the, that's my favorite part, is Spider-Man. The amount of detail is crazy, because the, the table in this image is cake. And she's even got, like, a an area rug that mm. Spider-Man is lying on top of, and it's got, like, fringe around yeah. it. Which and is there's, like, really floorboards pretty. underneath. Yeah, that look like wooden floorboards. And on top of the cake, which is this table, there are, like, tiny little weenie cupcakes, and a little birthday cake, and tiny little cookies, and a little tea set. Yeah. Everything. It's amazing. And, and like, all the characters are so detailed, too. Even the cupcakes, like, they've got the icing, and they've got sprinkles, and they've got a cherry on top, and it's yeah. all made out of what I'm guessing is either, like, fondant, fondant or, like, the modeling chocolate. It's it's really well done. Yeah, she said that her, her niece wanted an Avengers party. She's three years old. That's so cute. That's awesome. She went to an Avengers party for her birthday, but she's also been on sort of a tea party kick. And so she'll often have tea parties with her Avengers dolls. That's and so figures. precious. Oh my god. <laughs> so she says, even inviting her Iron Man and Captain America for a cup of tea in the middle of the day. So she made the Avengers having a tea party. That's perfect. That is so cute. Oh, and there's even like tiny little pieces of lemon. On the teacups. Like little lemon wedges. And the teacups are full of tea for the record. Yeah. And actually with the one we saw earlier with Thor, it looks like, almost looks like the teacup is starting to spill. And you can, there's actually little tea that's coming out of the cup. It's like, it's amazing. You really need to see it. I don't know how she does it. It's, they're gorgeous. And there's like little rosettes on the the tablecloth and everything. And she made an amazing cake stand for cupcakes for the party as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Of again, Avengers theme, bottom tier, sort of Thor, middle tier, Iron Man, top tier, Captain America. Which is really cool. She also made the really cute thing. She made cookies for the kids that didn't win the games at the party. And the cookies are like, supposedly like Thor has written messages on them. So one of them says, thou hast made a valiant, made a valiant effort. <laughs> it's so adorable. That's so cute. And she's done tons of other things. She's done like a bunch of... Superhero-type cakes and cupcakes. She's done Sherlock-themed cupcakes. So Which you really, really cool. need to check it out. And now I really want cake. Yeah. And cupcakes. I love this cake, but I looked at a bunch of the cupcakes, and some of the cupcakes I almost think are right up there with this gigantic cake that she made, like, mm-hmm. in the way of how much I love them. In the artistry. Yeah. Oh, and did I mention she's 19 years old? That's younger than me. <laughs> That's just not fair. I am not even close to that kind of talent. I know. It's kind of sickening. I mean, I'm I'm extremely proud that she is so young and so talented, because I can only yeah. imagine what she's going to be able to do when she's in her, like, late 30s, and she's yeah. got, like, 20 years experience or something crazy. Yeah. I, she must have... Like, and she's gone to like five years experience with this now. Yeah, and if she when she's gone to like if she goes to an actual like pastry school yeah. and things like that. Though, really, man, with this sort of artistry, I I would say she she should be able to test out of a number of different cl- college classes for that. Yeah, because like she should just be able to be. Like, I made this. Okay, here's your diploma. Yeah, <laughs> she should get a diploma for just this cake. Yeah, it is so good. Oh my god, you can even see tiny little details on Iron Man's gloves oh my gosh oh my god that's so adorable so that's nerdash n-e-r-d-a-c-h-e dash cakes dot tumblr dot com oh and i should mention too for the watson cupcake she did she has a little fondant, fondant sweater, sweater knit sweater 
It's really cute. It's adorable. Okay, so thank you for being my fabulous co-host. You're welcome. Thank Hopefully you Maggie is me. having fun. I hope so. I'm sure she is. Oh, yeah. I don't think we mentioned it at the beginning, but <laughs> Maggie, I think we, we mentioned it at the end of the last episode, that Maggie is off having a vacation right now. She gets to dress up like a princess yeah. in a couple days. Which is exciting. And she gets to sit around and knit and relax while looking at a gorgeous fall landscape. More exciting. Yeah. To me, anyway. So, but she will be back next week, and you will be off the hook. Yes. Although, okay, I you did say, really well. I will say, it's not as scary now. Yeah. I, I, See? I, I listened to the podcast, the one that I was in before, and I could tell I was terrified at the beginning. And then I got a little <laughs> more comfortable, and then towards the end, I was like, okay. I've, for the most part, ignored the fact that I know how many people could be listening right now. Mm-hmm. And this time I've been able to, I think, for the most part, kind of just pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah. That it's just us talking. Yeah. And that's, so what, not it's not so that's sort of what it seemed like. We've just been talking. Yeah. I, I get just very been big stage fright. Recording it while we've been doing it. Yeah. I just, I get very, very big stage fright. Oh, I hate public speaking. I, I get it. terrified with public yeah. speaking, but I'm not public speaking right now. No. There's just a microphone here. I'm just chatting with a friend. Yeah, learning about really awesome stuff. Okay, so we will let you go for this week. Yes. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah. Keep working along on those Hobbit along items. Yes, and don't give up because I can say that it will get better if you're in a slump. Just you know, sometimes you just need to let the knitting rest for a couple days. Yep. And then get back into it when you're in a better headspace. Exactly. So have a good week, guys. They can't see you waving. Okay, I'm waving. (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. To visit our show notes, listen to old episodes, or leave something in our tip jar, you can visit us at knit1geek2.mtpockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1 G-E-E-K 2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also comment at our Ravelry group. Just search the Ravelry groups for Knit One Geek Two. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at www.twitter.com/knitonegeek2. Have a good week, everybody.